Well, welcome back to another edition of the Fuller's Extra Podcast following Saturday's disappointing, heartbreaking, painful, excruciating loss to Syracuse. 32-29 was the final, a combined 42 points in the fourth quarter between the two teams. Uh, and Syracuse got the last touchdown with seven seconds to go. But this game was marred by penalties by Purdue, big penalties, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Um, There were four unsportsmanlike conduct penalties um, in the final 45 seconds of the game, all on Purdue. Um, and you just can't have it. I mean, that's, you just can't have them. Players, coaches, um, it, it, it reeks of an undisciplined team and Purdue is that right now, whether that's true or not, that's who they are. That's their label because you can go back to the Penn state game where they had nine penalties, um, but when you combine the penalties with the missed tackles, uh, the sloppy defensive play, um, you, you get a you get a bad label for this team. Um, and then you can't close out a close game. Uh, you know, against Penn State, the offense tried to close it out, uh, couldn't do it. And uh, against Syracuse, the defense tried to close it out, couldn't do it. Um, so Purdue is left with a one and two record. Easily could be three and zero, but they are one and two. And coming up Saturday against Florida Atlantic is a huge game for them that they need to win just to get some momentum. And um, if they're lacking any confidence, just to get you know some good things to happen against a, a power five team uh, that is talented on offense. Um, just so when they go back in the Big Ten play. On October first at Minnesota, they have they have uh, they have a good feeling about themselves. Um, what that means, have no idea. But Purdue needs to figure itself out and quit beating itself uh, before they get to Minnesota and then get to Maryland, because Purdue may not have an opportunity to beat itself in those games because those two teams can easily. Uh, can beat Purdue without Purdue helping. Um, so things are going to ratchet up after the, after this week. And there's still a long season to go, and I know that's kind of what people don't want to hear um, coming out of this loss because Purdue self-destructed in this game and uh, with the penalties and uh, other things that... Um, you know, you, you don't want to hear it's a long season, but it but it is. And the Big Ten games are the most important ones. And Purdue needs to get on a bit of a roll. Um, penalties was one reason why they lost. Um, you know, the offense did some good things, especially getting down 10 and coming back uh, and taking the lead. But they also had a period there. You know, there was a, there was a prime opportunity in the game. Uh, Purdue gets the ball, I think, with three minutes to go in the first half. Uh, they have a chance to to go down and get some points on the board before halftime. 
and then coming out of the second half, they got a shot to get more points because they're they're going to get the ball. Well, in both those series, they go three and out. You know, they're ahead nine to three at the time. If you can, let's say you get ten points out of those two drives. Well, that's it's a nineteen to three game, assuming your defense holds. Uh, and you're you're in a much better spot. You know the fact that Jeff Brown bypassed a field goal on the first drive. Um, you know is is fair. It's fair to question. Um, and they were rushed, and it, it didn't seem like a smooth play. He admitted afterwards he didn't know for sure what the distance was, but they were trying to hurry up and get a playoff. You know instead of taking your time take the field goal, get three on the board. Um, you know, that was a that was a missed opportunity. Um, they went for it fourth down again in the first half, which I, at that point I thought was a good call because they were still, they were not within Finneran's field goal range and uh, they needed to get, get a little bit closer. Um, so, you know, if you, if you take three there, you know, you don't know how the game plays out at that point uh, because Syracuse did come down and, and get a field goal then. Uh, but, you know, Purdue had other issues. They had an extra point blocked. They missed a field goal. Um, you know, Charlie Jones was out of the return game because he'd suffered a bit of an injury on a on a play. Um, so Purdue, you know, you know, right now Purdue's fighting itself. And they're trying to figure out how they can stop the mistakes from 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 coming because you know a lot of it is self-inflicted, a lot of it is their own. You know, Penn State put together a great drive at the end of the game to win, to win that game, and uh, you know you give Penn State the credit for that. But you go back and you know Purdue, you know folded up at the end of the first half against Penn State, um, and in this game they kind of folded up with their penalties and sloppy play. And on that last on the last TD drive for for Syracuse. The only yardage, like real yardage that they got, came on the touchdown pass because everything else was penalty related. You know, they got 25 yards in penalties from Purdue on a uh, on a hold and a PI, and then they got 25 yards on on the pass play. That was it, and that was all set up by the two unsportsmanlike penalties that forced Purdue to kick off from the 10 that allowed um, Syracuse to get the ball at the 50. Um, even if you get one unsportsmanlike penalty there, you know, you're kicking off from the 20, and that's 10 yards. Maybe they start at the 40. Maybe they start at the 35. Who knows? But you put them in a much tougher situation, but Purdue kept bailing them out with penalties. Uh, unnecessary ones. I, I The one of the PIs was uh, I think the guy was basically out of bounds and Reese Taylor mugged him. Um, there was just no, there was just no need for that. Um, you know, Purdue had four pass interference penalties for the game. Um, you know, there were moments the defense played well, but they didn't get enough pressure on on Schrader. Um, they let him in the first half run around. And then in the second half, he used his arm to, to make some big plays, you know, on the 46-yard touchdown pass that uh, uh, Schrader hit, uh, uh, what's his name, 
Gadsden. I mean, Purdue's defense was nowhere to be found. That was a fourth and one, too. Um, you know, he just came across the middle, and he was wide open, and he just got to the sideline and cut it up, and nobody nobody slowed him down. No one pushed him out. Um, so that was, you know, that, that part was disappointing um, because they, they don't seem to have gotten a handle on, you know, the defensive side. Now, everything that I measure about this team comes against Penn State and Syracuse because those are, are real opponents. Indiana State, good to get a win, good to get a lot of people to play, but in the big picture, you know, how you measure this team doesn't matter what happened against Indiana State. It matters what happened against Penn State, it matters what happens against Syracuse, and that's two losses by uh, one loss by four points, the other one lost by um, three. So that's seven points combined, two losses. And, you know, as I've mentioned before, Purdue's going to play a bunch of close games. They're going to, to be they're going to be fourth quarter games, all of them, um, and they have to figure out a way to win, figure out a way not to beat themselves. And um, they haven't mastered that yet. And you, you wonder if they can master that. Um, you know, they they got down ten today and they came back. You know, Charlie Jones and Aiden O'Connell hooked up for a fifty-five yarder. They got pretty back. Right, right back in the game. Um, the fact that they came back and had a last-minute drive and a big play to Deion Burks uh, before finding Payne Durham in the in the end zone for the touchdown—all good signs, all good things that can happen uh, for this team and getting that experience because they're very thin at receiver now with Brock Thompson being out, um, and that's why it was big for Payne Durham to have the game that he had uh, because he he virtually became that number two receiver. And that that has to continue. I mean, you you got Charlie Jones, you got Payne Durham. Uh, you need those two guys heavily involved in the offense. And then you can spread it around after that to T.J. Sheffield and Marshawn Rice and Deion Burks. Um, so, um, you know, I think the passing game will be fine. O'Connell had the one bad uh, pick six today. Should have eaten the ball taking the sack, but he tried to make a play and um, got picked off. And it was a huge, huge moment, uh, and it still lingered at the end uh, because you, you gave, you just gave away seven points to to Syracuse when you didn't need to. And you end up losing by three. You miss a field goal. You end up losing by three. You miss an extra point. I mean, all these, all these things add up, and... And this will be the most obvious statement that you'll hear is that, you know, Jalen Graham's absence was was monster. I mean, probably the difference in the game because I, I think he would have been able to keep Schrader kind of under control. Um, I think he would have made some more plays on, on defense, um, just his presence and then his overall athletic ability. Uh, and just the way that he plays sideline to sideline, um, big, you know, big loss. But despite all that, they're, they're right there. Um, the quicker they get Graham back, um, 
you know, they, now, you know, I know they lost to Penn State with Graham on the field, but um, I, do, I do think he would have made a big difference in, in this game, huge difference uh, in this game. Um, but, you know, you got to deal with, you got to deal with injuries and Purdue's had a chair so far this year. Didn't have King Daru today, but the running game was okay. Uh, it wasn't great. It's not going to be great, but it was okay. Dylan Downing ran hard, got some, got some first downs, kept the chains moving. Devin Maccabee scored the touchdown, 15 yard touchdown. Um, showed good cutback, good speed. Um, so, you know, there's a place probably for him in this offense, place for Dylan Downing. Kobe Lewis got some, got some touches and some reps. Tyrone Tracy uh, was more involved again, uh, both as a running back and receiver. Um, so, you know, there's some things to build on. Offensively, I, you know, I think they'll be fine. I really do. I think they can score uh, with just about anybody in the league. Um, but, you know, defensively, you got to work. You know, I, there's some concerns there. Number one is the penalties. There's just been so many defensive penalties uh, in the first three weeks or in the two losses, just, just so many. I mean, Purdue now has – where's my notes? Oh, I lost my notes. I think 22 penalties right now. Um, in the in the two losses, uh, but you know they've got to clean it up. Those are PIs, those are holds. I mean the the they had two penalties a day that that wiped out two turnovers. You know the Chris Jefferson's PI uh, took away Reese Taylor's interception, and then uh, Cam Allen was called for holding defensive holding, which took away OC Brothers' interception in the end zone. So. If one of those two plays holds up, you know, Purdue's keeping Syracuse out of the end zone and no no telling what Purdue does with the ball. So, you know, that this team has a this team has a very, very, very small margin for error, which is no secret. And then when you add in the penalties, it just it takes that margin of error to a negative factor because you just you can't beat yourself like that. And that's what that's what they're doing right now. They're beating themselves. Um had every opportunity to win the Penn State game, didn't do it. They had every opportunity today to win the Syracuse game, uh, despite getting down, despite some of the problems. They had every opportunity to win that game, and they didn't do it. Um, and I do think uh, that most of the onus is on is on Purdue, uh, and you can't have those penalties at the end. Uh, whether Jeff Brom got called for the unsportsmanlike penalty or not, or was on another coach, regardless, it can't happen. That's inexcusable. Um, not in that situation. You can be mad about calls all you want, but the 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 adults in the room have to um, keep their composure uh, and set the example for everybody else. If they see the coach doing that stuff, then they're they you know they're going to feel free to do it. Credit to Payne Durham. He stepped up and called his uh, unsportsmanlike penalty stupid on his part and says he's got to be smarter. Um, so he he stepped up to the podium and and uh, you know took took responsibility. That's that's leadership right there. That's that's a guy that I think will continue to make plays for Purdue. That's that's a guy that Purdue can rally around. Uh, because they know that he's taking ownership in it. Uh, not that he didn't before, but, you know, he put it out there, and that's his, you know, he, he took responsibility, and 
pointed the finger at him. He didn't point it at anybody else. He didn't back down from from answering the question. And um, so uh, I think that's a good sign for Purdue. But they just need this need to quit beating themselves. And, I mean, I think they have a good team. They don't have a star-studded team, but they have a good team. Uh, that can win some games should should have been should be three and zero at this point probably, um, and now, you know, are, are in a situation where they've got they've got to finish games. Um, that starts against Florida Atlantic, and then you've got to get into the Big Ten season where you haven't had really any success against Minnesota, um, and Maryland can can score forty points just by. Uh, opening up the playbook. Uh, so Purdue has monumental challenge to start the Big Ten season. Once they once they get through Florida Atlantic, assuming they get through Florida Atlantic healthy and assuming they get through Florida Atlantic uh, with a win, I think Purdue will be able to put up some points, but it's going to be a matter of slowing them down. They have a very, very good offense, very athletic across the board. It's going to be a very, very difficult game for Purdue and if they allow Florida Atlantic to really find its offensive stride uh, in that uh, that game, which is homecoming, by the way. And remember, Purdue's wearing a special helmet uh, with uh, old time Purdue Pete on it, so should be uh, should be a festive uh, atmosphere on Sunday. Charlie Jones, another big game, eleven catches, one hundred eighty eight yards, fourteen targets. Payne Durham had nine for eighty three. You know, those guys combined for 20. Nothing wrong with the passing game right now. And then they sprinkled in some other some other players. As I mentioned, the running game, uh, you know, this is what it is. I mean, we're not, you know, they're not going to set the world on fire. Um, but, you know, Devin Mockaby ran hard. Uh, he's a guy that's probably going to continue to get reps um, until King Drew came, comes back, which, you know, King, King might be coming back uh, this week and probably no later than... Uh, you know, October 1st against uh, uh, Minnesota. I mean, Schrader for Syracuse, you know, had a good game, but uh, they just gave him too much time. They, you know, could not get the, – the defensive line could get they could not get the pressure, and when they got to him, they didn't tackle him. Uh, grabbed him by the shirt. Uh, didn't keep him in the pocket. Um, too many breakdowns, you know, out of the rush lanes, so – um, you know, the defensive line had its share of issues. And then um, I, I just don't think um, overall, I just don't think the cornerbacks are playing playing that well right now. Um, and, I, you know, that, I think they need to, to really um, take a step forward, uh, especially this week and then when you get in the Big Ten season. Um, so I, I just, you know, there's some problems, uh, maybe not the word is problems, but they have some issues on defense that they've got to clean up, you know, mainly the penalties. But there's some other areas there that need to get fixed. Um, better attention to detail. Um, they just seem out of, uh, out of sync defensively at times. Um, so they've got, they've got to get that going. Uh, because I, you know, I do think it can be a good defense, but it hasn't played out that way so far. Um, as again, I think the offense will be fine. I think everybody's everybody's good there. 
Uh, we just got to get some more players back. And, you know, Jalen, as I mentioned, Jalen Graham getting back on defense will help the defense as well. Because um, we all know what what uh, uh, Jalen Graham uh, can bring. So, not a good loss. Probably the probably the worst loss in Jeff Brom's uh, tenure at Purdue. Um, when you factor in everything, when you factor in how they lost, when you factor in the self-destruction, the collapse uh, with the penalties, it just makes it probably the the ugliest loss in Brom's tenure, and that includes Nevada. That was pretty bad. Uh, Eastern Michigan in the rain. That wasn't really pleasant. Um, those are the two games that kind of come to mind. It's, it's games that, uh, uh, you know, Purdue um, should have won but didn't. You know, Eastern Michigan in the rain a few, you know, a few years ago. Um, so, you know, the, this game doesn't, it's not on an island by itself, but I do think it's probably the worst loss. Uh, with the way everything unfolded and how it unfolded, probably in Brahms' tenure. Um, so it, it's just, it was, you know, just a, it's a bad loss. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Syracuse the rest of the year. I do know they got a bunch of home games coming up. Um, and, you know, they've got some tough ACC opponents they have to play. Uh, so, you know, we don't... I don't, I'm not, I wasn't overly impressed with Syracuse. You know, Schrader did some good things, but they, you know, Purdue shut down uh, Sean Tucker pretty much for the game. Um, you know, their defense did okay. You know, Malik Jones, their linebacker, really started to get pressure on O'Connell, and then Garrett Williams, their cornerback, did a good job. Uh, but, you know, Purdue had opportunities there to to get on the board, put some pressure on Syracuse and just couldn't not get it done. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at next week and automatically get a win. It's a game Purdue should win. It doesn't mean that they will. And then, you know, after that, it's all, it's all big 10 season. And whether Purdue can be a major player in the East probably is going to determine those first two games. And, you know, even if you looked at the rest of the schedule, Purdue either has to beat Minnesota or Wisconsin to be a factor in the West. Can't lose to them both again. You've already got one loss, but you can't lose to both of those teams again. Um, you know, Purdue wants to be a serious player. they got to beat one of those teams, um, and we'll see if they can get it done. But first, Florida Atlantic. That's kind of a six degrees of separation game because uh, Howard Schnellenberger – Jeff Brom's coach, back in the day, started Florida Atlantic's program. I'm sure that's how it got on the schedule. Um, so, you know, Willie Taggart is the head coach. Uh, so there's another Western Kentucky connection. So there's a lot of tentacles. There's a lot of Brom tentacles in this game. Um, and we'll see We'll see how, how it all plays, plays out. Uh, uh, next Saturday uh, for for homecoming. Uh, as we wrap up, I did want to uh, give a shout out to Jeff Hall, uh, a loyal 
uh, Boilers Extra podcast listener. Uh, him and his buddy Cliff last year uh, at a basketball game came uh, rolling down the Mackey Arena stands and eager to uh, get a picture with uh, yours truly. Why, I don't know. Uh, they have their reasons, but they enjoy the podcast, so we appreciate that. But anyway, I would, I'd got into uh, Syracuse early on Friday, had an early flight out of Indy, and, you know, I'd heard about a, a barbecue place, uh, dinosaurs in Syracuse, and wanted to give it a try. Very fine place, by the way. Really liked it, really enjoyed it for lunch, and I'm sure that it's packed every night, uh, you know, full of people. But it very, very old building, and it just it smells of barbecue. Barbecue's in the wood, so it's it's just very very nice place. If you get a chance, I'd I'd give it a, I'd give it a shot. But anyway, I parked my car and was walking towards the restaurant, and I was crossing the street. And some, you know, a guy um, I passed and his wife, um, he turned and looked at me and said, Carm. And it startled me because I'm in Syracuse. Nobody, I don't know anybody in Syracuse. And really the only people that call me Carm are uh, family, people I used to work with um, because I just don't work with a lot of people anymore because Gannett has laid them off or they've they've gone elsewhere and so there's just not a lot of people that call me that now and I was just startled and I just kind of kept walking because I didn't want to stop in the middle of the street and uh, you know and it was Jeff Hall because he, he later emailed me and said he was the guy that, that said that. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, I appreciated him recognizing me, but that was the last place that I thought um, I would, someone would say something like that. So we exchanged emails. Obviously, he came into town for the game, big, big Purdue fan, and uh, so I appreciate him uh, recognizing me. He, he had also gone to the barbecue place, but then they were off to another, I think, coffee shop or something like that uh, to, to kind of, you know, keep their, keep their afternoon going. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to give a shout-out to Jeff, who, was, uh, as I said, uh, was a loyal listener to the podcast um, or whatever we call this thing. It's me just talking into a phone, basically. Um, but I appreciate it. And uh, thank him for for uh, for giving me a shout out in this downtown Syracuse area. Now it's time for me to give him uh, a shout out and appreciate his 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 loyal listenership uh, to the old um, the old and still going uh, podcast. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, be back hopefully during the week to preview Florida Atlantic, what they may offer uh, coming up on, on Saturday at ross Aid Stadium. Uh, feel free to reach out if you have questions or comments. And until uh, later in the week, uh, that's going to do it, and have a good day.